Welcome to the Creating Wealth and Wellness Podcast. Your hosts, Amanda Kingsley and Tara Masilvine, team up to take you on a journey where freedom is cultivated through personal development, where women connect to fuel their futures, and where wealth is created as a byproduct of being well. Hi, everybody, and Amanda. Welcome back to the Creating Wealth and Wellness podcast with Amanda Kingsley and me, Tara Misseldine. Um, so we are happy to be back with you all today. And we have a topic that is super exciting for me, and it's sort of selfish because I am going to get to ask all of my awesome questions for Amanda, who just got back from a probably life-changing trip to China, which was an incentive that she won through one of her business um, business streams. So I can't wait to ask Amanda some really powerful questions about these. And Amanda, I would love for you to just check in first. Let's do our gratitudes before we get into the meat. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, whoa. So I feel like today is the first day where I'm coming off jet lag. <laughs> <laughs> the last time I went to China, because uh, talk about gratitude. It's the second time I've been able to do this, but I'm going to start with gratitude on the culture that I experienced in China. And so I'm sure we'll talk more about that. But one of the overwhelming things I came home to was this just overwhelming gratitude for culture mm-hmm. and the places that it exists and feeds our lives. It just was like, made me want to come home and create more tradition and more um, just woven power into even into my own family. So culture is such a beautiful thing. And that's Mm. mostly what I've been thinking about since I came home. (laughs) (laughs) With good reason, I'm sure. Okay, so my gratitude today before I start interviewing you about this trip of yours, my gratitude is for the month of autumn, because I have been love it. We've had, we are both here in New England and it has been a really interesting, I would like to say unseasonable season, but it's not because this is New England. So you really never know what you're going to get anyway. And sometimes it's like today where it's 70 something degrees and like with a warm breeze. And last week it was 30 at night and there were frost in the windows. (laughs) So I, I just love this variety of where I live that this is my favorite time of year weather-wise. And I love the, you know, I love sort of not knowing what we're going to get. And it's really fun for me. So I love um, that you love not knowing. (laughs) (laughs) I do. I, well, I love waking up to ice crystals on the window one day and then like tank top the next day. I think (laughs) you have to be a true New Englander. I really think I am though. Only New Englanders can understand that like place of huh, I wonder if we're going to turn the heat or the air conditioning on tomorrow. Uh-huh. I am to my core a like born and bred Northwoods baby. That's so beautiful. <laughs> so and I just love, me. I've always loved the difference too. In uh, We just have so many similarities and so many differences, but this is the hardest time of year for me. Really? And in like, yeah, uh. totally. And in my like five elements understanding, it is the season of letting go. Mm-hmm. And I have some, let's just say challenges. <laughs> and every year it co- the season comes around, I'm like, hmm, yeah, still struggling with letting go. <laughs> that is so funny. And yeah, you totally speak in my language with the elements thing. We're definitely going to have to do a podcast very yeah, soon well. about elements. It's one of my jams. Okay. So one of your jams is getting sent around the world because 
of the fruits of your labor, basically. So um, let's see, I'm, I, I have lots of questions about your actual time in China. And then I have maybe even more questions that lots of our listeners will find really relevant, which is like, how do you, how do you actually be one of those people that gets to do this kind of thing, that gets to have this life? So I'm going to start with some of the easy ones, and then we'll work into some of those. Oh, you know what? I forgot to set our timer. So, all right, I'm going to keep an eye on the time. Yep. Okay. Um, So, and that's only listeners because we want to respect your time and make these fit within probably your typical commute. We want to make sure that you can stay on with us. So, um, Amanda, what was the thing that you experienced in China that you are bringing home that will change you the most? Oh man. Well, I already, I already kind of gave sight to that, which was, which was the culture. And so maybe I'll just dig in a little deeper in that. Uh, so we, so let me just give a quick background that this was an incentive trip through a network marketing company. Um, and a lot of people wonder if that means a business trip and it does not. It, there wasn't a, a business event, but it was very much a celebration. It was not a meeting or a, you know, a training or anything. And so the incentive part is that we are given this experience in China, in this case, um, of enjoying the country. So we went to the Great Wall, we went to gardens and palaces and uh, shopping centers and historical centers. And so we were given tour guides throughout the trip. And the tour guides just sentence after sentence after sentence of this is why this beautiful thing is important, right? Like not just this is a beautiful thing or this is placed here by so-and-so. It's like this was placed here because Mm. of five elements, because of feng shui, because of um, traditional like religious beliefs, because of, and every single thing had so much meaning and so much history, and so much intention. And I do practice a lot of feng shui in my own home. I use it both on a regular basis, I'm sure I've talked about it on the podcast before, Uh, and also when I need to support a change in my life, or support some kind of shift, or um, I use a lot of feng shui, and it's always the intention that's the most powerful. And I just was so overwhelmed by how, and it's a, man, it's a country with so much emotion and feeling and like stories and everyone has their opinion about China, but it is such a beautiful place. And I just felt so grateful that I could take in that message and bring it back home. Like for every single thing I do and place and create to have intention. And it, it's just such a beautiful thing. And unfortunately, I really do think it's missing in our, in our culture or lack thereof in many cases. Yeah, and our culture is sort of, I mean, a modern America as we know it is, I mean, it has a tenth of the history and richness that yeah. cultural China has. So um, it's no surprise, like we're, we're still on our infancy as a, an American culture here. So yeah, but I love, I, I love the idea of incorporating that intention in our everyday life and in our space. That's huge. So I'm sorry, Andrew. No, I just love that you use the word <clears throat> business because it really is. It's like 
like when things are done with with intention, they're just like beaming with um, abundance mm-hmm. because there's just this energy that comes from that intention. That's just like it is. It's very rich. It's a great word. It's just like fueled by love and passion and desire and flow. This is like this is here for a reason. It's not just here. It's here for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I love that. I love that too. Okay. So let's see. What, is there anything that you, that literally feels like changed about you from that? Are you, are you going to move something around in your house? <laughs> are you going to like, um, it, it, did anything happen where, I mean, you already sort of foreshadowed the season of letting go and that kind of thing. And is there anything that happened for you emotionally um, that, sort of shifted? Cause I know that when we get out of our daily norms yeah. and out of our environment that it can really shed new light in shadowy places and, and things like that. Was there anything like that that happened for you? Yeah. It's interesting that you're asking and I'm literally just like kind of putting it together as you're asking the question, but I came home and it actually has to do with parenting. Mm. Um, I came home and of course, any mother who spends seven plus full days away from their children and their home, right? Like the responsibility of mothering. On this trip, I literally was just receiving, receiving, receiving. People were taking care of me. I wasn't, I mean, I was, we all cared for each other as a group and that was a beautiful thing, but I was there being taken care of, right? Like clean water was handed to me. Bathrooms were put in front of me. Like a roof went over my head, food went on the table. And so I did notice and didn't really put it together until you asked the question that way. Um, There was a big shift in my parenting when I came Mm. home. And my 13-year-old actually said to me, what happened to you in China? And I was like, I learned to set some boundaries. <laughs> so I did come home and actually have been um, much more intentional about my parenting, right? And so I have been noticing places where I was letting things slide that – you know, it was just easier to let them not clean up a mess um, than it was to nag. And I say that in video mm. with quotation. Yeah, with the <laughs> ears. <laughs> um, then to nag them to clean it up. But now I keep asking myself, is teaching them the importance of why and putting intention to the nagging <laughs> um, reaching my end goal? which is to raise independent, respectful, healthy children. And so mm-hmm. there I did, I've come home and set a lot more boundaries around the intention of how I parent. Fascinating. Yeah. Who would have thought? Who would have right? thought? That's thought? where the connection really, makes. Like as a mother, I think that came very much from seven days of, of a, uh, like a break, right? It was like mm. seven days of something that I, I'm so used to doing 24 seven and, and suddenly didn't have to. And I came home and I'm like, all right, we're going to make this even more intentional than it has been. Mm-hmm. Which <laughs> right harkens back to that feng shui principle too. Yeah. Everything does need intention and cool. flow. And boundaries are really loving, right? Like when I mm-hmm. set a bound, it's not that I'm yelling at them and knowing like, you need to clean up your messes. It's like mm-hmm. a really loving way to set boundaries and use use it as a teaching opportunity. 
Mm -hmm. Um, So even though my daughter says what happened to you in China, as in like, why are you like, get off my back? (laughs) 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 It is with loving intention and, and, and language. And Mm -hmm. so setting boundaries is not necessarily a, an intense, um, uncomfortable thing. It's a really loving act. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now I, I want to switch gears a little bit. Um, and it sounds totally transformational and I'm sure that you and I could talk for hours about what happened there and things yeah. that you learned and things that you saw and, and some amazing things. And I'm sure you'll probably be writing about some of it. So everybody check out amandakingsley.com if you want to follow along with her journey. She's always bringing experience into things, um, <laughs> including these kinds of like parenting epiphanies and working them through the model, which she has been sharing a lot lately. Um, but I want to switch gears a little bit and talk about the business side of how a mom of three gets to go on an all expense paid <laughs> trip across the world, um, where she does get pampered and taken care of and has basically the time of her life. Um, so we, as, as listeners have probably gathered, we are both proponents of network marketing when done the right way with that intention that we're talking about. Um, it can be a super powerful tool toward a diverse and abundant life. And, and I think that we probably both agree on that. So would you, how, what would you like to share as far as because both of us are involved in network marketing and traditional, you know, like I also have very traditional entrepreneurship and, and things like that with service businesses and um, like very traditional. And I am very attracted to the, the freedom and flexibility of network marketing. And part of that freedom is like what you've just earned. And for the second time around, this is your second trip across the world. Um, and you've also, you've been to China twice and you've also been to the Caribbean, right? Twice, yeah. This was my for these fourth, incentive trips. Yep, this was my fourth incentive trip um, in network marketing, which is just such a gift. It's certainly not what I was expecting when I signed up. And okay, there you go. Let's step <laughs> into that concept because I think a yeah. lot of people share oh, that. Like, okay. you know, you always. All of us have been to one of these home parties where these people are talking about oh, all of the amazing, you know, compensation things that happen within network marketing and within joining their team. And I think a lot of people look at it dubiously at best. Um, Like that doesn't actually happen. No one ever actually goes on those trips. You know, like these businesses, they certainly don't build themselves, but there's definitely still like this incredulity that it actually produces results like this for people. So step into that for us a little bit. Yeah, well, I am the results in so, so many ways. Um, This event was amazing. It uh, this particular network marketing company has, um, based in China, has its own separate network marketing in China because their government prevents them from growing outside. So we are the pioneers in North America to grow globally. Um, so 30,000, almost 30,000 people in the stadium. And here I am, like, leading a line of North American um, distributors down the red carpet um, because of the work that we've done as a team to create, um, to earn these trips. And it was super powerful. Uh, so I'm not sure how much my answer is going <laughs> people are going to love, but it is very clear and I'll do my best to describe what I mean. Um, when the first trip was announced, so my first trip was to China, then I went to Mexico twice and then back to China. When the first trip was announced, 
the reason I earned that trip was because I had a vision, right? Like I saw myself in China. I had no idea how I was going to get there. None at all. Like I didn't even understand the compensation plan. I just knew there was no way I was not going to go visit the motherland of this incredible medicine. Like it was going to happen. And so I know, and I hesitate because I know that answer can really frustrate people because they're like, well, I want to go to China. I have a vision. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> this is the kind of vision that is so set in stone. Like, you know it's going to happen. You know in every cell of your body that you are going on that trip and you have no idea how or why. And that's the really important part. And I talk about not being so good at letting go. <laughs> we already talked about that in this episode. But here's a place where I'm really good at letting go, right? I see a vision and then I surrender to it. I surrender to the outcome, right? Like I don't, I let go of how it's going to happen. I let go. A lot of times people um, will join a network marketing company and they think of five people who they know will want to do this with them. And then those five people say, no, thanks, not interested. And it's everything falls apart and they never move forward. And so I don't do that. I never, ever, ever assume anyone will or will not be interested in what I have to offer. I let go of the how. Mm -hmm. So I maintain a really strong vision and then I let go of the how. I let go of who is going to make that happen for me or where I'm going to find those people. And I just stand really strong in my knowing that I belong on this trip. This trip is a part of my evolution. It's a part of my journey. Mm -hmm. And the exact same thing happened in Mexico twice. And those trips I got to bring my husband as a guest, which I can bet 80% of the, or more Parents out there could use a vacation with their husband. <laughs> Marketing's one way to do that. <laughs> um, and so what better way to celebrate the business you've been doing with your partner than to gift them a, a getaway. And so mm -hmm. we've traveled twice together as a couple. And it was exactly what I did on this, this second trip to China. I just knew that it was not optional, that that was something I had to do. And I found a way to make it happen. Um, so does that make sense to you in terms of why it might frustrate people? <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely. And yeah. maybe even more to the people who have a hard time with the, the process of visioning. Um, yeah. you know, for, for some people, vision comes pretty easily and confident vision yeah. is a little more difficult for everybody. But some people actually have a hard time even creating totally. that alternate vision. I encourage those people to go to my website, amandakingsley.com, and find the place, it's one of the sidebars, where it says, like, let's, let's talk for 20 minutes, and I'll help you understand your why. Because when you understand your why, you're willing to do anything it takes to, mm -hmm. to live that truth. And so my why is freedom. And part of living my freedom included not being on these trips because I wanted to travel, but when you go on a trip with a network marketing company, it completely leverages your, like you so much to work with in your business growth. And so for me to live my freedom through network marketing, those trips were non-optional. That's where that vision came in. So, 
I totally understand that vision is tricky for some people. And I get that there's visions that I want to have that I just can't quite grasp yet. Um, but when you understand your why, it's a lot easier to nail down your vision, at least in small steps. And so as far as network marketing goes and hitting goals like trip incentives, I want to say the number one thing I can suggest to people is to work with your team. You, when you join, if, if anyone's listening who has not joined a network marketing company but is interested, the number one thing I encourage you to do is find the right people. So say you have a neighbor who's in a particular network marketing company and you're interested. You're actually interested in that product and that opportunity, but you don't vibe so well with your neighbor. Please don't sign up with your neighbor. There might be neighbors all over the world who are cursing me right now. <laughs> but the way, the way to succeed in network marketing is to be in a group of people who believe in each other, who support each other, who um, egg each other on, who push each other a little harder than they want to be pushed, who lovingly remind each other what their why is. And so people who... I, I would argue that anyone who's hitting goals in network marketing has either entered that kind of community or created it themselves. Mm -hmm. That's you a fantastic have, point. Yeah. Thank you, you for mentioning that. You have to working team. Nobody can hit these kinds of goals on their own. Mm -hmm. And that's my favorite thing about network marketing. We've talked about that before. We both have run businesses um, that are amazing but there's sort of this solopreneurship thing happening where you, you're kind of at it on your own. And network marketing, my very favorite thing about it is that you're never at it on your own, ever, ever. You can't be. You have to work in team. And so anyone who's trying to hit a goal in a network marketing company, you've got to find your people. You, you have to work in support with each other. And I love that. I love that you mentioned that because really I don't, I don't think that you found your people in Alpha. You did create that space to I did to create the success the success that you've had there. Um, you know, the Y Hive, which was your previous venture within Alpha, was literally created to build that team up with yeah. you. Um, so it was. I I love that you bring that up because it. If you can't find it, then you make it. And that's pretty much the story of my life. That's why I've started every business I've ever been in was because I wanted something. I knew other people wanted something that didn't exist. Therefore, I had to be the one that brought it to the table. Totally. Um, yeah. And for the most part, it's always, it's always been worth it. Always. And I want to come back to another thing that came from the trip, which I remember the first time. Um, the first time I went to China was the first time I'd been on the Great Wall, which is like a bucket list. A lot of people have the Great Wall on their bucket list. Mm -hmm. um, and I remember that that hike up the Great Wall was different than this one this time. But that hike up the Great Wall pushed me to all my limits, emotionally, physically, spiritually. It was powerful. <laughs> This one was powerful too, but perhaps not as much so, maybe because it was my second time, but different. The lesson in either hike is this. It's one step at a time. So you, you find your vision, you set your goal, you surrender to the how, and then you take one step at a time. Mm -hmm. You take one step, and maybe every once in a while you take a back step. 
<laughs> you step back, you lean on the wall, you take a little rest, and then you keep going. But that's the, that's the key to success in anything, whether it's network marketing or creating your own traditional business or working for somebody else. Like, mm -hmm. it's really just, I don't know, pushing through sounds a little, like, intense, but it is a sense of, like, pushing through. You're just, like... I'm still in the flow. I got to keep going one step forward, one step forward, one step forward. And you have to believe that it's worth it at the end, right? Like if I thought I got to the top of the great wall and was going to fall off a cliff and be met by warriors, I might not have gone one more step, but I knew how amazing it was going to feel at the top. Um, just like I knew how amazing it was going to be to travel on the incentive track. And so it's one step at a time, one step at a time, one step at a time. All right. Awesome. So you've kind of, you kind of naturally answered my last question with, which was what would be the top pieces of advice that you would give to people that were interested in kind of creating this level of freedom for themselves? Because the wonderful thing about network marketing is it doesn't have to be your one and only stream. It can no, totally gosh. live alongside anything else that you're doing, whether that's full-time parenting, whether that is another full-time job, whether it is a business that you've already created that you want to um, sort of leverage extra or side-by-side -side parallel time with, it doesn't have to be the one and only thing, which is what makes it such an amazing tool that we can, that we can use um, to create those variable streams of income in our lives, which so many of us need more and more these days. Um, okay, so I just want to reiterate the things that you mentioned, and you can fill in any blanks that I've missed, but the advice that you would give for someone to, to reach this level of success in network marketing, marketing you mentioned having that uh, strong and concrete vision for where, where you want to go, knowing your why, and to keep going even if it's one step at a time. Yeah. And surrender to the how, you okay. know, just let go of the how you know, it's if you're uh, my company, um, I'm in two companies now. One is not both, neither, sorry, are connected to real parties. Like we don't have parties, but let's just say you join a party company, uh, maybe a makeup company or a bad company. Um, don't if you host one party and nobody buys like you you can't plan the party assuming that's going to be your key to freedom you know you plan the party to learn from the party you mm -hmm. plan the party to meet people you learn plan the party to practice you plan the party to here i'm giving party advice i don't even i'm not even in a party company <laughs> but, but the point is um but the principle is universal in any kind yeah, of business you take the steps to learn from the right. steps you don't take the steps to, to reach the goal, which kind of sounds funny, but because you are reaching the goal, but you're reaching the goal by learning. You're reaching yeah. the goal by like absorbing some new little nugget. You're, you're remaining curious and open. So you have to be really unattached to the how. So um, I got the blessing of attending a local TEDx event yesterday and it was the TEDx East Hampton women. And one of the, presenters actually um, told a story and it feeds right into this. And, and sidebar, there's a really awesome book that I've only read a portion of, but I think I got everything that I needed out of the title alone. <laughs> and it, the book is titled, The Answer to How is Yes. And yeah, good one. I, that was so profound to me that I don't think I actually even needed to read the book, which is why it never happened. But in any case, um, in terms of that 
you know, making sure that you're taking the actions, but that there's no guarantee, like the, the learning from the activity is the value of it. Um, she was talking about how um, she one time noticed when her children were young that she always saw out on her back patio these ants all in a train and they were all carrying one grain of sand and she used to laugh at them being like, oh, oh there they go with their one grain of sand. Really, what is that ever going to do? And then, you know, her life became very hectic and crazy and um, she started a business and her children were aging and she was, she had more children and um, then all of a sudden her children sort of aged out of the home and this is, you know, 10 or 15 years later and um, she is out on, in her back then she calls it her backyard. And then she was sitting there with a cup of coffee and she was looking around at like the dirt and the moss and the grass and stuff like that. And she said to herself, wait a second, I used to have like a paver patio back here. What on earth? And she started blowing it away and like sweeping it away and scraping it away to get back down to the pavers. And, and it occurred to her that over that decade, unbeknownst to anybody, these ants one grain of sand at a time had literally covered her back patio with an inch of you know material sand and, oh my gosh i have chills i know isn't it crazy so but that's what that's what happens it's like that is that that premise of one step at a time like mm -hmm. just keep doing a tiny action done consistently can literally change the landscape that you live in and the ants are so much bigger like, than a, a, a boom yeah. you know the ants are just doing their one job their and it's worth it. It's worth carrying that one grain of sand huh. over and over and over because someday you will have literally altered the land you live in. And I just thought that was really cool. And it was a perfect time to share that. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. They don't question how is this one grain of sand going to make every, any difference. Exactly. They, they know the end goal. That's yep. their role. That's yep, that, the doing. hive mind has a vision. <laughs> We're changing the world. What a great story. <laughs> All right. So that is cool. I think cool. that's a great time to um, wrap up this interview. Thank you so much for sharing some of this stuff. I've been so excited to hear about, you know, what you're bringing back with you from China. Uh, so let's wrap up this episode with our, um, with our asks. Awesome. Go for I'm it. I'm going to go back to my <laughs> gratitude. And so the ask I want to ask is share with us. Post in the comments, send me a message, but tell me how you integrate culture and tradition into your family and your life and your business and your growth um, living here in America, which is just a melting pot of culture and tradition in which many people get lost and completely feel like they have none of that. So share with me and share with our whole audience, like what are some of your cultures and traditions um, that you, that you stand by that make a difference in your life? Mm. Mm. That's cool. I can't wait to see those answers. Um, okay. So my ask is actually just one of the universe. <laughs> so um, universe. Can you please let me know how I can invite more just breath, mm -hmm. just moments for breathing into my life? That's, that's it. And now I think it will answer me. Because <laughs> it always does. For you. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell me now. now you <laughs> I think I've mentioned this app in, uh, in, on a podcast before and it's an app called conscious oh that's right you know i never yeah. looked it up maybe now's the time uh-huh and <laughs> so you said it how often you want it to remind you to just like 
be in the moment and breathe. Cool. Maybe so, it's time for me to look it up then. Maybe, maybe that was my answer. Got, you gave it to yeah. me many weeks too early. <laughs> Good job, universe. You gave me the preview. <laughs> All right. Well, take care, Amanda. Until next time, um, be well and keep kicking. Thanks, Sarah. Okay. Bye. Thanks for joining us for another episode. If you haven't already done so, please do us the honor of leaving a rating and review on iTunes. And check in with us on social. Amanda Kingsley is a work-from-home mother of three. Her mission is to free parents from financial stress so they can spend more time being present with their children. Learn more at her website, thewhyhive.com. Tara Masildine is a passionate entrepreneur, founding several businesses over the last 15 years. She's currently living the adventure of being a CEO, mom, and collaborative coach. Find her at allin.life.